We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. We're here, the final large slate of the NFL season, Week 18, DraftKings picks. In preview, reminder to smash the like to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, download, rate, review, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, and you're probably going to want to join Run the Sims, even if it's just for this week. Get yourself 10% off by going to runthesims.com slash mayo. Get the monthly. You can have it all throughout the playoffs with that discount. It'll be fine. But what you're going to want to do is run the projections after we know who's playing and who's not playing very early on Sunday morning because that's what Week 18 really boils itself down to. Now, if you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings. Good news, Tambo. I got a listener's league link. It's only a thousand spots, though, because I didn't get it till today. Okay, I was wondering, because I was like, I'm not in it. Normally I say, hey, I'm in there. I've got my three. Don't have them yet. This is going to be everyone's first crack and probably only crack to get into the league, so we need to fill it. So I was thinking about keeping it going throughout the playoffs as well, like very small tournaments, because the golf one is back. We got that filled. Took people to Thursday morning to fill that, but uh, we'll see how that ends up going. More people are interested in the Sony in golf. I feel like they treat the Tournament of Champions like a preseason event. Yeah, no cut event, 39 golfers, I get it. So and some people don't even know it's back. Yeah, some get people all the news didn't. out on Twitter and stuff. So we get people into it, but the $20 filled up quite nicely on DraftKings. Your tournament did end up filling up. So uh, I agree with you, the Sony will be more popular, but yeah, it's, it's going to be good as the season goes on. Uh, if you're on the fence about the one and done, now's the time to get in. It's <laughs> 95% full now. Out of t- two days, it, it went from 40% to 95%. It doesn't start for another five days now. So, yeah, I would uh, recommend that you go to fantasygolfchampionships.com and go get your spot. I was doing the giveaways. If you got two entries, still tweet them at me, but I got to give them out soon before it fills because I can't give them out after it fills. I know you weren't worried about it filling, but I it was, was like I was worried. a little bit. I know, but like, you were like, okay, we know people procrastinate. We know it can take some time, whatever. We went back and forth on it, talking a little bit, and then all of a sudden it went from zero to 100 like that. So it's almost filled now. Well, I was worried that, like, Arizona, Michigan, and Ontario can no longer play. Right. And I'm, I mean, Ontario for this show is big. 
for me. Yeah. It's just like it, when, like sometimes when it was like kind of pressing for getting the listeners league full on DraftKings, Ontario can't play DraftKings anymore. Yeah. So like I lose a big chunk of the audience. So thank you all still for watching, by the way, if you're in Ontario and can't play on DraftKings. But like that's just a large portion of people who can't play. It's probably like 25% of the pool between those three places. Very highly engaged with this show by the numbers. So feel bad for everyone there. Maybe you know someone in a different state or different province sign up for you. Yeah. I don't know. Slide it in. So yeah. That's the way that I would go about it. But uh, that's me. Let's talk the week 18 slate. What the fuck are we doing? Which here? part? What, what, <laughs> yeah. are do, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is definitely always an interesting week. Very fluid as things happen. You know, just before I walked in the door, all of a sudden Joe Flacco's starting for the Jets. We already got a litany of other backup quarterbacks out there. So we'll talk through it. For what we know, there is some set motivation. You and I were talking a little bit pre-show. There is guys that obviously the, the ownership is gravitating towards that. And I think, too, it's something off of last week. I'll bring it up quickly just because we mentioned it. But there's, there's if-then scenarios, right? Like last week, people were a little unsure on McCaffrey going into that afternoon. People still played him because he's Christian McCaffrey. But the idea was once Philly lost in the morning last week, all of a sudden it was all systems go for the 49ers. What happens? McCaffrey's there. He goes off, has himself a great game. Another thing about last week, Pat, was the Tom Brady situation, a guy that never came through the entire season, never did a thing. Last week, projections, some sites had him for sure. Run the Sims had him. Run the Sims loved. Hey, we built the Brady stack on the, the... The only thing that kept me alive last week, and I ended up actually winning a little bit of money because I had two high stakes lineups. One was someone who was absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. and the other one was Tom Brady. I was like, yeah. oh, here we go. This is great. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I we, didn't went, have Evans. <laughs> we went Godwin. I was going to say, we went Godwin because the projections liked him. But again, when you think about Brady, you're already thinking double stack. You put that, you run it back. We do our classic. It's not a patented move. Others do it, but we love the move of fill up your wide receiver slots with a game stack. If you went and did that last week with what we said, Brady, Godwin, we didn't get there, but if you had to went Brady, Godwin, Evans, Evans DJ, DJ Moore. Moore, the only guy who you're running it back with. You mentioned your, your boy, Tommy, Tommy Tremble, and he got in the box. Hey, so. if I, if I had done the five-man stack i think he scored like 14 points yeah you could have been in great shape but th- <laughs> my point was that was motivation last week tampa bay had to win and i think last week a lot of people were still stuck on the standard week one to 16 let me get my projection straight obviously brady's not popping heavily in all the sites out there so not a lot of usage not a lot of, of ownership on him and then that's what ends up happening he ends up breaking the slate in a pure motivation spot so so the biggest one in terms of motivation this week that i can see because on the spread show on Tuesday, I made the Chargers my super lock this week at minus three. Now they rescheduled the Bengals and Ravens game to before that game actually starts. So the Chargers are actually going to know what they have to do. They might not need to play mm-hmm. anyone at this point. So does that make... I'm seeing Justin Herbert's ownership actually not as low as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I see it at 2%, which I feel like is pretty high at this point when he may or may not play in this game. Right. But he seems like the, the Chargers stack seems like the ultimate late swap move. Yeah, oh, it is for sure, because that's the exact scenario what I talked about with San Francisco of last week, where everyone thought Philly was going to win. So everyone's like, oh, San Francisco's not going to need to do anything. We're wondering what the coach speak of Kyle Shanahan means, what that's going to break down and look like from a fantasy perspective, what we want to apply it with. And then, of course, it was, hey, all that goes out the window because he absolutely has to play to win now. And therefore, they ended up having a, a crazy shootout, back and forth game, Stidham, Stid. Stid him. Stid stud him. him. Stud him. Stud him. This guy has all the nicknames, but that was incredible stuff. Devontae Adams against that San Francisco 49ers D from a DFS perspective. They were obviously the highest owned, so all of that worked out, but we've got the same situation here. The thing is, though... I, you can do it pretty easily, by the way. Well, I was just going to say that... You, you load up with the Eagles stack. Done. Yeah, we're there. And you can swap off Hertz, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, or Goddard, whoever it is, into a triple stack for the Chargers yeah. and have money left over. But how do you play that out, I guess is my question. Do you see how you hit in the morning? 
Because if, let's say, your running backs hit and your tight end hits or whatever, your defense goes off, do you just stick with the Eagles at that point? Knowing that your chalk hit and you still have chalk in the other spots, let it ride. And if those guys didn't necessarily do much, switch on to Herbert. Yeah, that's correct. That's that's really the best way to look at it. Again, it's not for everybody. You, some people say, well, I already made this lineup. I feel good about it. It still looks good. I'm and just sure, going to roll yeah. with it. But if the chalk that you had in the morning busts, why are you staying with the Eagles that look like the highest owned stack as of right now based on the, the motivation that we know that Hurts has? What I will say, though, just looking at early quarterback ownership and surprisingly, even Russell Wilson is getting a little love. So that's yeah. the opposite side of that game. Just, yeah. just to bring it up, but you've got cheap pieces but also Gino needs to win Gino Lockett Metcalf in Seattle there so all I'm saying is there's a lot more options in the afternoon I don't think you're going to get away with any sneaky charger stack because you're already going to have people are mostly going to have eagle stacks there's some Brock Purdy Wilson secondary talks and then people are going to stack up Gino they just always do because it's an easy stacking partner so right now we still have Christian McCaffrey as it Right. for this game he hasn't practiced all week it's looking less and less likely i think at least that he is going to play hopefully by friday afternoon we're going to know that information yeah. unfortunately it is not currently friday afternoon so we <laughs> do not have that information and more late swap too by the way he's he's also in the afternoon so it's another guy that you know you can put him in if you can't use him maybe that that goes into some of your movement within your stacks yeah and they've activated debo we don't know if he's going to play or not they've activated elijah mitchell we don't know if he's going to play or not mm-hmm. i'm guessing they'd probably want to get those guys a few reps you think. Just, just before, because unless they can summon, unless the Eagles lose, then your hurt stacks aren't probably looking very good. But if they have to play next week, you, I don't think they want these guys going cold into games, even if it's just like a limited reps or something like that. That becomes the problem with the San Francisco side of the ball, which is, you know, a minus 14 favorite. They're implied for a ton of points. Where do those points come from? No idea. Right. And James Conner on the other side of the ball looks like he might not play. We don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is playing. So it's a very confusing week. As you kind of pointed out, it's more of a week that's less about the projections more about the information and motivation. But once you get that information, and if you use a site like Run the Sims, you can kind of program the motivation into your projections if you want to. Yeah, in a way, that's <laughs> the coolest part about it. You talk about, we we bring it up all the time, but you can actually set the game to what you think is going to happen. You think it's going to be more rush heavy. You can set the target and market share for everything. It's the closest you're going to get if you don't have a full-on simulation system like some of the DFS pros do out there where you can build it up your way and have it simulate 10,000 times for you based on what you think is going to happen. Now, you may be wrong on that too, but you are giving yourself something different than what the general public's using for just taking the projections somewhere else, moving them into an optimizer and clicking you submit and give me 150 lineups. So I definitely like it from that angle for sure. And like you said, a lot of stuff going on in the afternoon. There is motivation in the morning, of course. There's still games to talk about there. But uh, again, we have to wait. Some of the stuff on Saturday has to play out. But we'll see how it goes because we got uh, Tennessee Jags and Kansas City Raiders, right, going on Saturday that affects some of that affects what's going on early Sunday morning. So the optimal lineup for the main slate right now, and once again, join the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, $15 to play, three max, no rake, thousand spots, going to fill up very quickly, I'm assuming. Here's what we're looking at of what Run the Sims is spitting out as its optimal lineup right now. Josh Allen at quarterback. Okay. Zach Moss and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders might not play, by the way, just throwing that out there. Those are the two running backs for the moment with Christian McCaffrey and the flex. So three running backs. Who, and again, Christian McCaffrey might not play. Right. <laughs> Curtis Samuel, Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers as the three receivers, Pat Fryermuth as the tight end, and Broncos D as the DST, because all of a sudden Broncos D, if Herbert doesn't play, is looking awfully good, even against that weak offensive line. With Herbert, they would probably look like, all right, if they're playing, who the hell was their backup? Chase Daniel? 
I was trying to think about that on the way in too. I'm loading up the last of it. As everyone watching knows, we're getting it in there so we can have something to compare against. It is, it is, it's either Chase Daniel or Easton Stick. Yeah. Don't, I don't know who it's going to be, but probably Chase Daniel. So that, that one, just to give us a baseline here, looks pretty good on paper. Like you said, your boy, we talked a little pre-show. You, you said like if Sanders is out, maybe we go to Boston Scott, 4,200. 4,200. Yeah, yeah, it's like if James Conner doesn't play, it's a terrible matchup against the Niners, but Keontae Ingram would all of a sudden be $4,700 as a starting running back. Like, there's going to be guys at running back in the 4,000s this week that just open up on Sunday morning. Yeah, that is 100% correct. And then also, too, to, you know, another thing we looked at, and just your point on the Boston Scott coming around a little bit already with you here, is that, like, I went and looked up, okay, people are going to take stabs, too, Pat. They're going to say, okay, I know Tampa really doesn't have anything to play for. Maybe they're not going to play Fournette, and then they look at maybe Rashad White, but then say, why not just go to Keyshawn Vaughn because they might need to save white but guess what DraftKings, whether you want to call it a good job or not i kind of like when they do this but they've priced him up 4700 so it's not like a free Keyshawn vaughn maybe you do just want to save that 500 bucks and get a boston scott if miles sanders is out and say look at least he's on a team that has to win is at home has a big lead and is a favorite maybe it's him that jams in a touchdown or two and you get lucky on that if sanders is out of course but yeah so, i'll so, save this lineup and we can look at some other stuff so let's, let's just do that let's say sanders is out i can just update run the sims right now give him zeros across the board and then just kind of fill in I, it's i don't think that he would get the same i mean he probably would get the same share it's not like sanders is getting 25 carries a game right and scott generally speaking historically speaking has stepped into the miles sanders role well gainwell's role has stayed exactly the same mm-hmm. so that's why i'm saying boston scott and uh, i mean kenneth gamble's 4300 if that's more your jam but uh let's get the rushing share because i have hurts at 31 percent of the rushing share i actually think that's too high i don't think that he's going to be running like a maniac in this game i really don't they should try and protect him a little bit more you'd think Again, I think he'll try all... to protect himself a little bit more. Like, instead of taking off for four yards on a broken play, I know that could turn into 60, and maybe that's just the way he plays. Maybe he just throws it away. Yeah, you never know. Again, we saw it with Tua, the concussions yeah. and stuff. Like, he just he got them and then still runs for it. So sometimes, you know, someone will just go for it because that's just what they do. But I don't know how Hurts would handle it. You'd think that they'd want to keep him a little bit in check coming back from the injury at his first game. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But the Scott play at 4,200, if Sanders was out, you know, it doesn't have to be a crazy play at 4,200. Get a touchdown, some yardage, get that carries. Let's see what he pops up at in the optimals when you pull it. So let's see. Here's how I'm going to readjust this and see if this ends up working itself out. Bump him up to 6% of the TD market share there. So um, I have Boston Scott at 50% of the rushes. And I did a very smart thing and just refilled in Miles Sanders' numbers after I made him zero. Like an absolute goober. All right, so 52%, that's 48%, so 52%. And now I'm back up to zero. All right. So let's see here, 25%. Oh, my fuck. There. <laughs> now everything equals zero, and I'm good to go. Right. So I down. I, I put down Jalen Hurts a little bit from 31 to 27%. So I'm still giving him more than a quarter of the carries for the Eagles. I've made Miles Sanders zero assuming he doesn't play. Boston Scott, I put at 50% of the market share of carries, and I bumped up Kenneth Gainwell to 23%. I don't think that's outrageous. No, that's good. And that's less than what Miles Sanders had for Boston Scott. Uh, 50% of the touchdown market share goes to Boston Scott, 43, 43% to Jalen Hurts, uh, 5% to Kenneth Gainwell. In the receiving game, 10% for Gainwell, 5% for Boston Scott. 
Sure. Sounds fair. So let's save that and see what their new projections. Let's simulate this old slate 10,000 times and see what it gives us for the Boston Scott projections and see if that changes the optimal results on him at all. See if he starts popping up at $4,200. Because if he can't get to, he's now the second most valuable player on the slate behind McCaffrey. And yeah, we'll wait wait on McCaffrey news too. So yeah. Yeah. But if that's a scenario that happens, and this is why I like these tools to help us out a little bit. Now, obviously we haven't projected at 0% right now Mm -hmm. because Sanders is still in. If it was known that Sanders was out and Scott was in, he's going to be like 20% owned. Yeah, and for those watching or listening, they're going to say, oh, well, that's obvious, Pat, if Sanders it's, is out this. But what we're saying, that's the whole point of Run the Sims and what it took a second to do, but it only took a few seconds. You can literally look for these if-then scenarios to get a head start on this to be ahead of it. So I definitely like well, it from that angle. Well, well, what I wanted to see is if this scenario happens for Boston Scott, is he actually a good play? Right. And it's telling me, yes, he is a very good play. Right. Now, you could say, hey, I don't think that, A, Boston Scott is good, which is a very valid argument. Yeah, I think that. But, it's again, it's about a price play here in a spot with motivation, with a guy out in this example, so on and so forth. So that's, what you ha- that's how you have to look at it, I think. Basically, what you need from Boston Scott in this game, if he is the starter, like the yardage is, I mean, if he gets to the bonus, that's fucking fantastic. What you need is two two-yard touchdowns. Yeah. At $4,200, and he makes everything work. Get lucky, baby. Protect Hurts. Yeah. Protect, your, protect yourself, Jalen. Let it go to Boston, and we'll get it done. So, But he would appear in the optimal lineup 23% of the time with those numbers that I just inputted. So of note, to flip it back now, because people love this, let's go back. So I took out Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. plug in Boston Scott to that optimal that you gave me. Yep. We now are at 48.3 with 1700 to spend. So, again, how far are we going with this with the McCaffrey side of things? Because obviously McCaffrey's in there. But again, we can late swap off McCaffrey in the afternoon. There's definitely something to look at there. So I think you'd be looking at... Here's the problem, though. If you try to late swap off of McCaffrey, the hell do you swap onto? There's no one. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. It's like a three-person swap at that point because you have so much salary. Yeah, you need, you need to see how your lineup shapes up. But I will say this. It's not, I don't know if all my lineups will have this. You know, Probably not, to be honest. But just in looking at it, though, I'm saying when you've got the Chargers, the Broncos, which could be a meaning, meaningful game, you've got the Seattle spot, you've got Akers and Kenneth Walker, Geno, Lockett, Metcalf, you've got all those Philly guys. You don't, we'll, we'll get more news on the Giants because they're not playing for anything, so who knows what they're going to do. And then you've got the San Francisco news that we should get. I think you'll have somebody in there where you can do a 2v2 at least if not more. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to have some of these guys in your builds. Like, like, do you think you're going to have many lineups where you've got nine guys where eight of them are morning and then McCaffrey in the afternoon where it's just a one-off swap? Probably not. Probably not, but it's it's plausible. It's definitely possible too, but I would say that you can just set it up that way if you're doing it and you're worried about this. Again, maybe we'll get the news when we get off air or something like that, but the point is you can always set it up so that you make sure that with McCaffrey, you have at least one more item that you can move. The guy who took the biggest hit in optimal rate, weirdly, now that Boston Scott is quote-unquote good by the numbers, is Zach Moss. Zach Moss went from the second best play on the slate down to the eighth best play on the slate at $5,200. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I think he is a, like I look at this week and I'm just trying to like let's talk running backs for a second like a you know regardless of what happens in terms of game stacks motivation whatever running backs by and large even in meaningless games are the probably the guys who are going to play right Cam Akers has to be the best play on the slate you, you like him I love him yeah I don't like well, him at all I, I like the opposite side of that and I would take Kenneth Walker for 200 bucks more Kenneth Walker might not play We'll see. As of right now, it looks like he's good to go, so we'll see. He hasn't practiced all week. I, I don't think the practicing matters as much as you mentioned before, like with the McCaffrey. Like McCaffrey can not practice all week and can go out and score 35 I, fantasy I points. I think there is a difference between Christian McCaffrey and Kenneth Walker there is. as it pertains to practice during a week. In more ways than one, yes. But I'm saying, again, I don't... We'll, we'll have to wait and see. That's the problem with week 18 and some of the stuff that we do. But I'm just saying, let's, my point is, if Akers and Walker are both good to go, I'm going, I'm going with Walker for the, for the little bit extra. Same, I mean, at home, the favorite, the same spot. Akers has been getting the work, but I still like the matchup, and I think the spot for Walker is better. See, I like the matchup for Akers better. I think I think Seattle threw up a smokescreen on everyone last week against a disastrous Jets offense. Yeah. Because their defense is not good. I don't think either defenses are, though. That's the thing. So, again, I also just look at it from a perspective of what everybody else is doing. If you think that people are going to go with – some Lockett and some Metcalf. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to shake up, but people know they got to win. People love the Geno Lockett Metcalf stack. I'm just trying to pull it up here now as we look at it. I don't see a ton. Akers like eh. is $6,200. He gets a bottom three run defense, and all he does is get fed the ball. Yeah, I'm seeing him pushing like already 15 plus, so it just depends on. I mean, I, and listen, the Optimals do not like him this week. Yeah. I like him this week. You could be good on this, especially if Walker picks up steam. Here's the deal I'll also say, because we flip it backwards for everybody. If Walker picks up the steam instead, it's not just that I like Akers. It would, you could double down on it, Pat. And we, that's when we could build later, because it could also be late swapped off of. But if, you, if, if Walker picks up the steam, doesn't it make perfect sense to go Geno, Metcalf, lock it, run it back with Akers, call that a stack, and be done with it? See, I don't think that people are going to be pressing on Kenneth Walker all that much, because I'm seeing what you're seeing. Like, both projections, 
ownership percentage right now and the optimals all like Gino Metcalf and whoever yeah. it is. Park- Stop. Parkinson, if you want to throw him in. Horrible. That Unbelievable was, that he gets there like that. That guy That's, fucking destroyed me last week when I bet like Noah Fant overs. <laughs> Disley is out. Let's go to Fant who they've used and liked and oh, done yeah. that. No, and it, and also the other guy was like Tyler Mabry. It was like the the tight end three, the tight end four when you consider Disley usually being in. So that's just the way that slate went. But I, I don't know. And that's why I'm saying it, it is still more if then. I'm going to have a lot of that this week for week 18. But that would be my point. If Kenneth Walker flies up the board in ownership because it's a running back that's a home favorite in a, in a must-win game and all these factors, then and you see that Geno is not getting the love. We know you compare him, Lockett, Metcalf. And then to your point, it would actually be awesome leverage because you'd just be dropping 200 bucks down off Walker and be able to get Acres in. And to your point on your projections, you're seeing the passing game, but I'm seeing some ownership on both. Like I'm looking, I just pulled up a couple other sites to see. I, I see 14% on Kenneth Walker ownership projection. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing even higher than that, but I'm seeing acres right behind him, but I'm not seeing the ownership on Gino, which again goes with his path. I will say this. A lot of the, the, we never care that much about quarterback ownership anyway, because it gets so spread out And this week. Yes. I know Allen and Hertz have a little bit more, but usually it's paired by what's going on at the wide receiver position moves it back over because everyone's stacking. So, so I'm seeing Allen Hurts, Gino, one, two, three. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. On a, I'm looking at two different sites, and, and I still see guys like Cousins, Wilson, others popping up. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But we gave a, a good idea of it, at least. I'm just saying I definitely think it's viable, oh if, especially because you like Akers. That makes sense. I, I just randomly clicked on to wide receiver, and I saw that Shahid and Olave are like projected top 10 plays. Yeah, Andy Dalton of- is getting in love here. It's a game in a dome. It's a it's a meaningless game. I like the Carolina side, then. So sometimes people are going to go on it and say, why not just stack that game up? Again, it's only a 42-point total. It's two pretty bad teams. But uh, from a stacking perspective, which we talk about all the time in DFS, it's very cheap, and it's pretty easy. Like you go Dalton, Shahid, Olave, run it back with more. It just worked last week. It's just now, it, it's just Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Godwin are slightly better than Andy Dalton, Shahid, and Olave. Olave is pretty good, but the, you know, in, in general, you know what I mean? I was going to say, I do like the other side of that game more. I like okay. the Panther side with Darnold. With Tommy Tremble. Or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Chenault or your guy, Terrace, Terrace Marshall, Marshall Jr. Yeah. Wh- whoever it may be. Yeah. She Smith. She, it could be she. Yeah. He, he likes a, him. He, he's a guy who gets into the mix, but... Darnold and Moore have been good together. Yeah. And if you take a look, I know everyone's back, even Latimer's back on the Saints side of the defensive side of the ball, but their run defense is their strong unit. It's not their pass defense, by mm-hmm. and large. Right. Now you get them in optimal conditions, back indoors. I, I think that game could be a shootout. It, could, it definitely could. I mean, that's where people are going with it, but they're going on the Andy Dalton side because of the stacking partners. But the other thing, that was last week too, you just mentioned it with Lattimore. That was last second news that nobody adjusted for. 2200 bucks last week. And I know that the Green Bay defense ended up beating them. We actually talked about that a little on the show when we got to that segment last week because they were 2300 against Kirk. We made fun of him not being in prime time, but not being off the board either. Like people were kind of keeping an eye on that game. And sure enough, what happens is they smash. But the 18 points from New Orleans with Lattimore coming back last week was solid at 2200. I, I played like 90% Patriots D. Yeah, that was, that was they, were, they were too cheap. Yeah, that worked out well. It was it was very bad until it was good. Until until it was a pick six. It's like, ooh, here we go. Now we got so I think you got another couple sacks or something after. I know they were picking up steam for sure after the fact. But yeah, I mean, so going back to that lineup for a second, let's just talk about this. I plug in Boston Scott oh, well, with like what, no what, projection. Wait, what 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 is the lineup? Oh, the, 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 optimal the optimal that you gave okay, originally because yeah. it had back Sanders. Back to the optimal. Yeah, well, we'll start there because it had Sanders in it, right? So we'll we'll plug in Scott. 
you mentioned that Moss comes down. We could talk about Moss for a second because, we, again, we're leaving McCaffrey assuming. I think he's a good play. You think Moss is a good play? Ish. When Moss dropped to eighth, how far down the board was Myers and Samuel? I'm assuming Garrett Wilson is still a pretty good play at 5,800 in the, in the optimals and the sims and things like that. So as it pertains to wide receivers, the three most optimal receivers this week, they were just too expensive to fit into this lineup. It was actually Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs. Okay, and now of, and now you can afford one of those guys. I was just going to say, as so so Myers or Samuel, who was worse in the Sims? Myers by 0.2%. So now we just need to see how much it is to afford because obviously it has, in this lineup, we've got it. So 7,900. So can, can you get to Diggs? Yeah, at 7,900, you can get to Diggs. And then you can have Allen and Diggs together in that lineup. I don't think you can. I think you're 100 bucks shy. Oh, All no, right. A little bit more. We need it. We need... Um, how much is Pittsburgh's D? Four hundred dollars. How much is Pittsburgh? I'm pulling it now, because that's who's in there right now, right? I know it's got Denver D at twenty five hundred. Can you go down? And there's no one really to go down to, is there? That you would enjoy at all? Like Falcons D is twenty. I don't. Yeah, you'd have to go to Arizona versus San Francisco, so that doesn't work. You could go to Commanders against Dallas. Like the Dallas quote unquote has things to play for, but they really don't. Who's the? uh, Is there any tight end after Fryermuth? Uh, let's see here. Like Fryermuth doesn't even rate out that well. He just rates out the best. Like he's nowhere. He's not in the top twenty of best plays. So he's the number one tight end at thirty eight hundred. Higby at forty four. That's too expensive. Is the next. Uh, in Joku and Goddard, that doesn't do us any good. Kittle, that doesn't do us any good. Logan Thomas at three thousand is the next. He, he would make it work, but I don't like that. No, and okay, then after Samuel, is there another wide receiver that's cheaper that's better that you like? Uh, let's see here. Anybody at like thirty six or thirty eight hundred? Drake uh, Drake London's forty nine. No, no, I'm looking like it's got to be like thirty five hundred or less. Any cheap guys it likes? Thirty nine hundred. It has to be thirty nine hundred dollars or less. No, it actually has to be thirty six hundred or less. Uh, I'm gonna say Dorch at thirty eight. Let, okay, let's do Dorch for a second because we can talk about this. If I go Dorch and take out the Denver D, we can get back to Myers who was projecting okay. Brandon Powell at $3,000 for the Rams. Let's do that. Because what about, how's Atwell look? 2-2? Yeah, he actually likes Atwell some, I, I think. Atwell is, I mean, he's 3,400. He's he's rated worse than, because, I mean, it's an extra 400 bucks. That's true. Uh, what about She Smith? <laughs> she Smith's 3,300 bucks. He's good. Yeah. 3,300. Oh, it's so close. Now we get to, uh, I don't know. What are the Jets D like at 2,600 against Skyler? I think they're fine. They, they look fine at 2,600. That leaves us with 3,500. It's it's like Corey Davis, Tutu oh, Atwell. Oh, you, you know Marshall, what? My guy Marshall. What if you use Corey Davis at wide receiver instead of Garrett Wilson? It, it literally plugs in. That's the one. So it's Allen, and then it goes to Diggs. You get McCaffrey, Scott, and Zach Moss. You still get to keep Fryermuth. You get to keep Jacoby Myers. And then you have Corey Davis instead of Wilson with the Jets D. Not that they go together. It's just I'm saying you have a D that makes sense in the slate going up against Miami. Their backup's backup. And then on top of it, you've got Myers that you kept in there, which rate, rated better than Samuel. Worth looking at. Uh, week two, when the Jets beat the Browns, Garrett Wilson, 14 targets in that game. That was the eight for 102, two touchdowns when he finally broke out. Corey Davis had two catches for 83 yards. It was just bombs to Corey Davis. And then it was Tyler Conklin 
who ended up being the other guy. I mean, Elijah Moore had five targets. Conklin had nine. So those were some Flacco favorites from week two. That's what I was going to ask. Are you looking at, I was hoping you were looking at Flacco games. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that, that's good to know. Uh, okay. So Bengals week three, that was another Flacco game. I think it was like the last time we saw full Flacco. Yeah. Remember, they throw the ball a million times with Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. He averaged like 50 pass attempts. Being a Ravens fan, I know how this goes. So I I cheer for that. So Conklin had eight targets in that game. So he had nine and eight in week two and week three. How much is Conklin? I'm just looking that up. I think he's pretty cheap, actually. And Garrett Wilson had 11 targets in that game, too. Brees Hall also had 11 targets in that game, but obviously he's dead, so we're not using him. Corey Davis was only five targets there. Conklin, 3,600? Conklin at 36 could be a really good play here. I like that idea, actually. And then the other thing was you mentioned before. Um, I think it, it, it. I think it's Garrett Wilson or nothing at Jets receiver. And he's a great price again. No, but now if I take Fryermuth out and Corey Davis out, we can get back to closer to the optimal we had. We get back to the Denver defense. We go with Conklin instead of Garrett Wilson in the lineup. But mm-hmm. he also makes sense because we're at least filling him up with Flacco. And then it gets us back to uh, Dorch, who you mentioned being the better value play there. Now, the thing about Dorch... He's not good. Dorch appointed? That's not a good one. No, disappointed last week with the the numbers he put up, but he did get the targets. He got 10 targets again last week at 3,800. Now, how valuable they are, we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) It didn't work out. Last week, by the way, that was another oversight I was disappointed in myself about was the Trey McBride in a good matchup going up against Atlanta. With a backup, backup, backup quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. They've been waiting to use this guy. It's not like they have somebody else. Ertz has been out forever. He's done. Like It was all set up in the right place, and everyone needed – and tight end was a wasteland last week where you could there was lots of wide receiver options that we talked through so it kind of made sense again another guy that wouldn't have popped in the optimal but when you look at what the rest of the slate is doing from a game theory perspective it made sense people are going to Dorch why not use a cheap Arizona guy in a good matchup and and use up the wasteland spot also most people were playing Algier so it was a great secondary stack where people were using Algier Dorch Algier with McBride would have been just as good without the results being involved. Obviously, it looks good with the results-oriented take, but in in advance, you could have thought of that as well, and that's why I like where you're going with Conklin here. You're using him instead of Wilson in a spot with Flacco where tight end doesn't have any of the guys. And also, George Kittle too, Pat, may get creeped up on here in the sense that if, if Debo did come back or whatever ends up happening, that's... Don't, don't play Kittle if Debo's on the field. It's been legit. <laughs> I mean, we can only take the sample that we have of the entire season, and it's not, you know, long seasons in the NFL, but the point would be that's been the case, so... I just want to kind of hammer down on running backs. I'm not going to be talked off Cam Akers at 62. I don't care if he gets up to 20%. I think that he's just going to smash. Should we take McCaffrey out and try and keep building on this? We can, or we can try to play around with it a yeah, little we'll bit. Yeah, we'll do some too. more stuff. Go ahead. So I'm just thinking about just running backs in particular, like running backs, like if we're building our pool of running backs, which so that when we start making our stacks, who can we plug in to this spot? Like, I think that Walker is a pretty good play. Uh, Montgomery is actually a pretty good play as well, I think, because they, I mean, they're playing Peterman. Can we yeah. just play Minnesota defense? <laughs> Minnesota D, definitely. I, I said that right away. 2900 like De- bucks. Dalvin Cook in Minnesota D. Because Dalvin Cook's getting like, I mean, he's, I, actually, that's not true. He's at 16%. Nick Chubb is just sitting there at 4%. Yeah. Okay. We'll go to Nick Chubb in a second. Let's stop on Dalvin Cook for a second because it's kind of the elephant in the room for the slate, right? Talk about all this motivation. But another thing that I haven't heard as much of this year, but besides this one case we're about to get into, but the incentives of week 18, I know there's all the money ones like, oh, this guy gets three catches. He gets 250K. Zay Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, both, if they get 90 yards, they get an extra 500K. Yeah, that's already a good stack for Saturday, by the way. So (laughs) I already am in in on that, but don't don't twist my arm on that one. But the Justin Jefferson thing, how is he going to be 25% owned, which it looks like 20 to 25 is the range I'm putting him in. And 
Dalvin Cook is getting ownership. It shows, but is that we've seen this story a hundred times. One gets squeezed. Who do you think gets squeezed in the spot? I'm going to guess uh, Dalvin Cook. Me too. I think people <laughs> are going to be on Jefferson no matter what here. And look, it's Justin Jefferson. He's incredible. I know it's a better matchup on the ground, but you can also beat them through the air. They're bad. So just beat them. And there's no Justin Fields. The D makes sense, all that stuff. But I don't know, man. I, I like the Dalvin Cook call, I think, just because you've got another running back there that can just run all over them. What do we do with Eckler? We don't know if they're like, if they have motivation to play, we talked about swapping onto Herbert. Mm-hmm. What about swapping McCaffrey to Eckler just blindly if they have something to play for? Yeah, that's, that's all it is. Yeah, okay. I should have brought that up earlier. Actually, you said that he's the, he's what, 400 bucks less than him. And he's the guy that fits into the afternoon slate. So there, there it was when you were like, what, but, what if you do something? Yeah, but the thing want? is, what if they don't have anything? To play? Then, then you're in trouble on the other <laughs> side of it. Yeah. Like what we talked about originally. So I just looking at good running back plays this week that, you know, I'm seeing Zach Moss, $5,200 against the Texans. I think it's pretty good. What were his splits last week? Because I know they got behind so early in that game against the 34 Giants. of the 58 snaps, 15 attempts. Who were, who were the, who, like, was there a third running back who came in for them, or was it just Deion Jackson? I can't remember who the other guy is. I'm, I'm looking it up right Wilkins? Now. Yeah, Wilkins. They, they re- yeah, Wil- I saw Wilkins in the game at one point. I had no, but I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't, want, didn't really hammer down on my, uh, Hardcore viewing of Colts and Giants to really, nope. get a, to really get a sense of what was going on. The only reason I was watching it was to watch my Barkley play go up in flames. So, so Zach Moss, 60% of the snaps last mm-hmm. week. Deion Jackson, 24. And Jordan Wilkins, 17%. In a pure come-from-behind situation from the first quarter on. Yeah, I'm trying to check right quick. But did uh, I thought Wilkins got injured or something, too, down the stretch. And ended up leaving the game. I can't remember, though. Did not see that or paid attention to it. No, again, but, now, but now I care about it, so I probably should have paid attention to it. But it Yeah, just... they, they waived Jordan Wilkins two days ago, and they promoted Jake Funk to the active roster. Wasn't he on the Rams? I can't remember now. I remember but... Seeley telling me, oh, we've got to, got to pick up Jake Funk. He's going to be the guy. It's like, all right, Jake, calm down. Still, get, getting rid of uh, Wilkins. Can... Someone who knew the system. Funk. Yeah. Who knows? Why would they do this? I have no idea. Because they don't fucking care. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> but Zach Moss, if you give Zach Moss 65 to 75% of the snaps for the Colts this week against the worst run defense in the league, if that translates into 15 to 18 carries, he's going to be a good play. Mm-hmm. He just has to score a touchdown, which yeah. he can do against the Texans, I would guess. So those are so Akers and Zach Moss doesn't sound fun, but that's where we're at. What about Algier at fifty six against the Bucks? I was just going to ask him what, what about these Atlanta guys because three hundred bucks less is Patterson as well. Hey, that worked out last week. Remember we we yeah. ran the head to head Algier or Pat Algier at twenty five percent or Patterson at two. Mm-hmm. And when we ran the the simulations, it actually gave Cordero winning that like fifty two percent. It was the time. it was like fifty fifty almost. And he had a little edge, and now, then he ends up winning. It turned out that neither were good plays. As yeah. A, I mean, it was a bad to... running back slate, so there was ways to make it work. I think but, Algier showed up in some but, of the winners. But, but... Patterson outscored Algier. Mm-hmm. So. And now he's 300 bucks less. Against a team that I'm guessing is going to end up starting playing Gabbert. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, they say they're going to go. I know they say Brady that. said on a podcast he's going to go. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see, but I don't believe that. So Do you, um, have, do you have any feel for Edmonds versus Latavius Murray? No, but I usually like you side with your guy. I'm a Latavius Murray guy. So. The, the, the numbers like Edmonds more this week. Really? Yeah. Did you run it against each other? Uh, no, I didn't. But price, I, per, price per dollar, he's uh, $900 cheaper. Okay, yeah. So I, he, I, I see Latavius getting a little steam. That's why I asked. I see him up to just, just under 10% now. Yeah, so at 9%, Chase Edmonds down at 3 And the projection, like the medium projection, Murray is 2.5 points higher than Edmonds. But they're within like 
that would, range that would have been like Algier Patterson. Yeah, they're within close. a range of outcomes of each other. But again, if you need the savings, I, I just I feel like I would like Edmonds more if the Chargers had something to play for. Weirdly enough, because I think that if they don't have anything to play for, it's like, hey, here Latavius Murray have twenty five carries and run it four yards per carry. That's our game plan. We'll find out. And and of note on that, I mean, I'm sure like I, I was trying to get all this covered yesterday with the coin toss and obviously the situation very tough, but just to go back and go from a football stance, like the Cincinnati, that the whole point of that is Cincinnati wins and then chargers have nothing to play for. Correct. They're seven point favorites at home. Again, we don't know how people handle this situation being the Bengals and the bills. They were both there for a traumatic event and saw that play out and see how it goes. But since he's favored by seven at home, it's likely still Tyler Huntley. So how do you see that game playing out? I feel like since he's going to win that. So it's either since he by a million or since he by like four, but also the other angle of it, I believe Pat, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're usually up on this stuff more than I am, but like, isn't there also a situation here where since he doesn't really have that much to play for, because they already got the AFC North locked down based on the way the NFL is presenting it. I believe today, if they present it today, does, if the Ravens win, doesn't go to a coin flip. For like the field position, for for the for home field, for home field. Yeah, but, but for the three seed, yeah, that would bump Cincinnati to the six seed or the. No, they seed. can't. I read this; they can't fall further than the three. Oh, is what it said. So then, then why were they doing anything with the Ravens? Well, that's what I'm saying. Everyone was saying, why are the Ravens even involved in this when it really was the other two teams? And then it, you know about Cincy technically getting you know the the brunt of it because they could lose their home field advantage on a coin flip. And then why didn't they just coin flip? If you're going to coin flip that, why didn't they just coin flip the game? Yeah. And just say, let's keep everything as normal, but we'll just coin flip the game. It was, you know, I know since he was up 7-3 and had the ball, but going into the game, Buffalo was the small favorite. At that point, since he was a favorite to win the game, small favorite that is, so why not just coin flip the game for what was actually a coin flip and just settle it that way? But we don't make those rules. It's not up for us to... Good old Commissioner Goodell makes the, the thought process there and gets it to the team. But my thoughts are that, you know, someone mentioned this, since he might also not play as hard or, or play it full out because, you know, at the end of the end of the day, if they don't need to, what's the real the game changer if it's going to a flip anyway? Yeah, the, the onus seems to be on the Bills here. Like yes. The Bills have to go full out. Yeah, so and, that note and, quickly and, was for, if, if just so people know, if Ravens win, Chargers got to play. I'm assuming people know it by now, but just to make it clear, go ahead, Bills. Uh, well, the Bills, uh, just Bills versus Cincy. The Bills have to go full out. And I bet you they do, you know, I, they have a lot on their minds, but uh, something on their minds probably, hey, let's not let the Patriots into the playoffs. That's right. Well, and just getting get the win, right? Play for DeMar. They got to go out and just... Ha- still get the one seed. Still get it. Still get after it. Set themselves up and at least put themselves in the best position possible. And again, the Bills, strong strong team, good coach. They've got a defense. They, they really have it all. So it's not like we're, it's the Bills we're talking about here. Against the Patriots, you've mentioned it. They've crushed them in the past. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know how much it, it matters for $8,400 Josh Allen, though, who's fitting into our optimals here. Three more running backs before we get into some stacks. Kamara at 66 against the Panthers. Rates out really well. Matt Breda, if Barkley doesn't go, is $5,000 against the Eagles in pure catch-up mode from what we can see. That just sounds like eight catches for him. Let me see that. Yeah, go ahead. And the other one was Jeff Wilson against the Jets at 5500 bucks. Those would be the three like outside ones I'm looking at. But for me, it's really like Zach Moss. Cam Akers. Oddly enough, when you said that, I don't know why either, but like Kamara really pops for me too. And if this is kind of what the interesting note is, he's not getting any ownership right now. If I, I have him at 
Yeah, that to me is nothing for a guy at his price. With the again, we keep saying he has upside. He doesn't nine. But 19, that's because 12. people are playing Shahid and Olave. But if people are going to play, Shahid I, I don't and Olave, understand Dalton. playing a Dalton stack. It makes no sense to me when Taysom Hill is going to come in and probably steal your touchdowns. And Kamara kind of suffers the same thing too. Yeah, but I don't know his contract situation. I know he's obviously had that stuff pending with some you know legal trouble and stuff like that that they pushed off and all that. I'm not sure how much they care about Kamara. Someone did make the point. And I thought it was valid that they probably care a lot more about protecting Taysom in a meaningless game that ends, ends the season, whatever, like why, why not? They did pay him a lot of yeah. money. Like he's, what, what was his deal? 40 over two years or yeah, something? Yeah, but it was, it or wasn't, 20 at least a year or But something. it wasn't really that. I remember the, it yeah. was a sort of outrageous number, but it wasn't really that number. Yeah, so I, I don't know what they'll actually do, but I do like your point there, and I think it's interesting that Kamara pops, yet he's the least owned of all the guys I have that pop. Like I, I, McCaffrey, Walker, Algier, Najee Harris was another one we didn't talk about that some people have brought up with I don't like Najee. the resurgence last week against the Ravens. I mean, he, he looked fine, but like they are using Jalen Warren a ton. Ton. Absolute ton. Like if, like I, I'd be curious to know, I, 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 mean, I will almost guarantee you that if I run the uh, rangefinder tool and do their head-to-head, it's probably like an 80-20 split between them. But I actually think with the uptick in usage for Warren that he's back from the hamstring injury, it's probably closer the thing is it is i agree with you but i was just gonna say this is insane numbers i know it's just last week so who cares and i'm not i'm the least likely guy to be on a naji harris play but just to tell you he only played 45 of the 70 snaps but get this pat 22 rush attempts three targets and five of his rush attempts were red zone attempts and obviously they got in the box like they're just jamming him now with picket at the helm so i don't know even caught that touchdown for the win at the end yeah, so the win rate, uh, Harris versus Warren, is 86 to 14%. You're almost dead on, yeah. But Warren is 4,400. Not that I'm saying play Warren. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying, does Warren take enough away from not? Like, if I have Harris at 61 and Akers at 62, the fuck is taking away carries from Cam Akers at this point? No one. Right. He gets like 90% of the touches. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that That's the one spot I would definitely say. And again, Akers, on my end, is showing the ownership, so I'll wait and see. But we'll, uh, listen, we don't need to play eight guys who were unowned. No, you don't. You can, like, you can play. I, I'm just saying like, it, it makes me worry that people just go off of that and that he's all jammed in when I have other guys here that I like around it. But uh, I don't know. The 5K guys, the 4K guys could become a thing by the time we get to Sunday anyway. And then sometimes these guys will go forgotten and boom, we're right back on them because you're, you're already on them. So why wouldn't you just stick with it? What stack do you want to build first? <sighs> Gino? We, we can do it. I'm going to say, I don't like the Seattle offense right now. I just think everyone's hurt. They, they look hurt. They're not running at full speed. I, th- I think we build the Hurts stack. Okay, let's do Hurts first. Because that, to me, makes the most Jaylen, sense. Jalen, yeah, Hurts. Do you want to go double wide receiver or do you want to throw Goddard in here? I was going to ask you about this. So the Devontae Smith stuff was really, everyone's like, oh, even with Goddard back, all that. But really, it's been a Minshew thing. Yeah, it has been. And I actually like going J- Jalen, A.J. Brown, and Goddard. There's more than enough value this week, that we're gonna, and we're going to probably pick up even more. Now, in, in fairness to Devonta Smith, in the three games before Hurts got hurt, he was 20.6, 17.4, 24.2. Yeah. He's just been on a roll. Devontae Smith is very good. We know this. It's, it happens to be that he plays on a team with A.J. Brown. It's a, almost like a Higgins chase scenario where everyone's like, oh, but J- Jamar Chase is the alpha. The stats and numbers that people put out there show that they've played like 900 snaps together and Higgins actually beats him on the snaps they're on the field together. Why is it? Maybe teams are bracketing and setting up on Chase, but that makes it good for, for a spot for a guy like Devontae Smith. But I like Brown. And if you see what I see here, I, I don't know how you see it, but I do think... 
Kyle Shanahan's going to be watching that clock and I can, you know, at halftime for his 49ers watching what's Philly doing against the Giants. And I'm thinking it's going to be like 28 nothing or something like that. It just feels that way. And it feels like a legit spot. Obviously, it could go the other way. I just feel like this is how it's going to happen. So I like Hurts, A.J. Brown, Dallas but Goddard. Do we have a bring back is the problem. I don't think you have to. You don't. You may, might not have to. Breda is cheap, though. It it's does true. seem like he's going to get a lot of run here. Yeah, what What do you see as, like, what, what do you think his usage is going to be like for... Well, I mean, I'd have to know that Barkley isn't playing. Oh, of course. Well, we'll probably get that. I think he will. Like, he gets one target. I, I don't know. He was another one that I was going to say earlier where it's like it's an awesome... I, I have... My projections have Barkley as out right, right now. Like, I have zeros across the board. That gives Breda 51% of the market share of rushes, uh, 45% of the touchdown market share... And this is with Tyrod starting, not Daniel Jones, by the way. Okay. 10% of the market share of receiving. And then we're off to the races and see what that gives us here. Let's see. Yeah, see? exactly. Like you did earlier with uh, Breda. Oh, he doesn't rate out great. Breda. It would give him 13.1 DraftKings points as a median. 15 carries for 71 yards, two catches for 15 yards. Where does that put him on the list? At 5K? At, in terms of optimal? Yeah, like Scott rose one, to the number two play on the one, slate. One, two, three. No, Najee's number three. Fuck. Four, five. The Najee six, usage seven, man. It might, it might be too much to overcome. Eight, nine. He's behind Latavius Murray. Yeah, it seeds. I don't think he's 10, as good 11. as. No, I was just trying to see. Is there any sort of like? Is there a way we can get correlation in this game? Was my question. I just think we take it as the on. Like it's not even really an onslaught unless you want to add like a Philly D or something. But I'm saying I think you can just take those three pick up the points. And the only point I'm making is the Breda makes sense for this game stack, but you don't have to do it when you've got, you, you've already mentioned some Moss. We could literally fill it in right now with cheap guys with Moss, Akers, and Boston Scott. If you wanted to go that route and just say, let's do it. For, well, I mean, do we really want Boston Scott as a part of this? You, you don't have to. I was saying, if you want to go with the onslaught, you're talking about where you're not putting, you're not running it back and instead you're doing it that way. But there's other guys you mentioned too. Like who else can we put in? We, we can go Akers and Moss. No problem. Now we still Akers have, Moss. Yeah. And let's come up with a cheap D that we can play. Do you want to just stick with Denver, or do you want to go to the Jets, or do you want to go to Minnesota? I like the Jets. I like the Jets. Of the three. Well, I mean, the Vikings are 29. That, that seems pretty good here against Nathan Peterman. Yeah, let's, like, let's, like how many shots are you going to get? You only get so many shots at Nathan Peterman every like few years. This is one of them. I, we should probably take it. And we can rehash the Andercust bit as well from the, the last time, I believe it was, when, what did he throw, seven picks or six picks against the Chargers? So I like that one. Let's go Minnesota. That leaves us 4,800 and change for two wide receivers and a flex. You know what I think we do, though, here? I'm not sure who it will be. We can talk about this. But I think you put a secondary stack. If you're not bringing it back with somebody else, let's put a secondary stack of the wide receivers. So, you know what I mean? Like, let's run a... I'm not using this one, but let's say it was a Brandon Powell, DK Metcalf. Like, do something along those lines. That's not the one to run. I'm just giving an example well, that I had in front Let's of see me. how that works. Who, well, who was the cheap guy that you liked, though? I mean, the cheapest guy that I like. I mean, I, I I chucked in Garrett Wilson just to see what that would look like. Like, Akers and Garrett Wilson are the two guys that I'm most definitely trying to play in every lineup this week. It's so, just it's hard with this. I was thinking, like, build. what does DJ Moore Olave look like? But it doesn't leave you any money. So DJ Moore. What about DJ Moore Shahid? Yeah, what's that like? Uh, it leaves you with $4,300. It actually gets you to Richie James on the Giants. See, that, that's kind of interesting, As right? a flex, right? Let's see this. Do you think I, they'll, I, how, how much love do you think they'll give to a guy like him? I have no idea. And I don't know if he's a product of Daniel Jones, a product of this offense. Oh. Is Tyrod going to throw to him? 
No, we just, again, uh, see, that's if you don't want to, you, you don't want to run the onslaught, but man. We, we can run the onslaught. Boston Scott fits perfectly. Boston Scott fits right there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good lineup. I, I like the onslaught. If you want to swap it out, you could do what you said with Richie James instead. I don't see anybody else really at. You could have Richie James. You could have, I mean, do you need to play the secondary stack? Because if this is what we're going to do, I can take DJ Moore down to Garrett Wilson, who I do like more, just objectively. And then you have 4,600 for a flex. Does that get us to anyone good? Khalil Herbert, Cole Komet, Tyler Boyd, Michael Carter, Slayton, Gus Edwards, Hodgins. So, no, it doesn't give you anyone. No, I don't love that. Richie James was 4,400, too. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. So you would have had to go to, like... You can slot him. I mean, with Garrett Wilson, you can slot him in there. Instead of having the secondary stack, you can just have a comeback. Let's try that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get rid of Richie James, DJ Moore, Shahid. Keep Zach Moss and Akers. Not going to lie to you. I don't like this lineup. You don't like it? No. What, What part don't you like? I just... I feel like our back end is bad. If you, it depends on how you feel about those running backs, though. I feel good about the running backs, but I don't feel good about Zach Moss scoring 40 points. I feel good about Zach Moss potentially scoring, like, 23 points, which would be great. That'd be incredible. Lock him in. Do we have a Houston Texan that we like? I don't think so. That's a problem, right? Yeah. So so let's take those guys out. Let's leave – what do you want to leave? Zach Moss, Akers, and, and Minnesota D? Sure. And go to a different stack. What's the next stack you want to go to? Darnold. Darnold? Gosh, I don't even have him on my list. I love Darnold. All right, let's do it. Darnold? Why can't we locate me? Come on, DraftKings. Okay, we'll go DJ Moore. Figure it out. And then... I don't like that. I'm going to have to build these for my phone. I don't know what else you want. Yeah, the only problem with this is like you don't know who the third guy. You don't need a third guy. Yeah, I'm going to say, do you need a third guy? You don't. No, definitely not. It's just a matter of now Then it's like, okay, who else... Do you like, and you like, so I think this is where we just plug in a Garrett Wilson. Like we start, we're already different enough, Pat, that I think you can just plug in the guys you like. So Garrett Wilson makes sense. Okay. Let's see. We got Darnold. And how much is Darnold? Darnold is 5,300. 5, yep. See, this this allows you to go up at receiver if you want to, which I think that very few people are going to do. Besides Justin Jefferson. Besides Jefferson. I'm not saying that we have to get up to Jefferson in this. But do you want to go – who do you think the bring back should be on the New Orleans side? Do you like Shahid, Olave, or Kamara? I think it depends. Do we want Do we want to put Dalvin Cook in this one with the Minnesota D? Not really. You don't? I, I think it's – It's going to be tough for Dalvin Cook to score any points when Minnesota's D has four touchdowns against Peterman. It might be the case. I mean, that <laughs> literally could happen here. The only thing I was going to say, they have a big team total. They're eight, almost eight-point favorites on the road. I think then why not play like a KJ Osborne and get your piece? You can, I'm just saying, but Jefferson is projected for almost 25% ownership. So if you don't believe in that, you, you know, you can just go Minnesota D and be done with it. I agree. So we can leave it. Okay. Um, I I don't know who the run back would be. I was going to base it off. Who do you want at tight end? Well, let's go acres and Camara and see what that leaves us with. Cause we have a lot of money to play around with now because we use the Darnold stack instead. So, if it's Shahid, I, I just left Moss in to see, like, you can't even do that because... No, I, I, I didn't leave Moss. I took Moss out for Camara. Yeah, and, I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at other options, but so okay. I, so I have $5,700 per player for a wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex. And that's Darnold, Akers, Camara, Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Vikings D. Yeah. So who's the tight end that we like? I, it's, I, I mean... Should we build a Flacco stack if we like Garrett Wilson? We should build it right after this because you could go Wilson and Conklin, the guys that you said that got all the targets with them. 
Corey Davis is there too, but you said it was mainly Wilson and Conklin. We'll we'll go there in a second, but I will say... It's just like I also like Higby independent of Akers, but I don't think I want to play those guys together. That would be interesting though. Kind of like what I was saying, like the way I'm always looking at it is like this, where... Let's check Fryermuth back in. Why not? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, if we're not, my, my, what I was just about to say was I'm not going to Najee here. So if I go, so here's two ways to do it. Actually, you can flip flop this. If I go Fryermuth, I would go, I can go Dalvin Cook with his defense because I'm not playing, I can't afford Jefferson anymore, I don't think, at least, or maybe I can with a, a super punt. But I was just trying to see what that would get you at 6,000 at the wide receiver. Well, I, I can make Jefferson work in this lineup. Yeah, that's another thing. Let's look at that. Here, well, let's try to finish this one out first and see what it gives us. It doesn't give us anything. Oh, wow, it lands on 4,200, our Boston Scott play. You'll like this lineup. Oh, here we go. So if Sanders was out, Pat, it's Darnold, DJ Moore with the Camara run back. It's your boy Akers. It's your boy Boston Scott. Your other guy, Garrett Wilson. We get Jefferson, Fryermuth, and the Minnesota defense. And maybe lose power. No, it's just that light. That light is burning out. And it burnt out. There we go. The flickering has stopped. Okay. Okay, can you say that lineup again? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was distracted by the light going out next to me. Okay, so we've got Darnold yeah. with DJ Moore. Yeah. Then in the running back slots, you've got Kamara, Akers, Scott. Okay. In the flex. And then you've got Garrett Wilson. Okay, so we, so we have Akers and Wilson. This, I like this lineup. Yep. Vikings D. Vikings D, Justin Jefferson, and Pat Fryermuth. That works? Yep. This is a really good lineup. I like this one. Old Patty Fries. Now, do you worry about having Vikings D and Justin Jefferson or like whatever? Independently, they're both good plays. No, they're fine. And that's the other thing too. Like we, what was an example? I was trying to think of this. Who, remember the Indy game where the Indy D just went off? I think it was against Minnesota. Yeah. And then the, the biggest comeback of modern history or whatever it was in, in the NFL or regular season history. Who got there for Indy in the end? trying to think now like a bunch of guys got there on both sides but no basically no one on the indie side got there because i i know because i played a matt ryan stack i couldn't remember who it was i thought one guy got there but I, I guess anyway all my point would be is we didn't talk a lot about this just to go back to jefferson another just sort of tidbit or nugget here i would say is that everyone that i keep hearing pat is saying with jefferson like if he gets there it means cousin gets to all those yards so he goes off there is definitely a scenario here where it's like 13 catches for 200 yards a 33-whatever-point day it is for a 36-point day for Jefferson, and that that's all that Cousins has is those yards. And, like, maybe it's the defense got a touchdown, Cook got a touchdown, and you just need Jefferson. There's also a scenario, which I said earlier to you pre-show, but was from an oversight from last week, is remember all the weeks we talked previous about the start of the season with Cooper Cup at these expensive prices. And when they're 9,100 or 9,500 and all, they can get you 30, 35 and still not be needed as much as they put on a great performance and beat their price tag. It doesn't mean they're going to be needed. And last week was a prime example. If Jefferson had got 35 last week, you still could have had lineups that just won tournaments with Evans, Godwin, Moore filling up those slots and still having McCaffrey at the same number in the flex for less money. So just little things that I look at. But what I was going to say with this lineup is what do we, we didn't talk about Hawkinson being a guy that could definitely eat up this Jefferson and cook spot here because he still gets all the targets man. okay well let's try this then let's go take Fryermith out and put in hawkinson okay and then we'll take jefferson out i mean we can try to rebuild this with kirk cousins as well if we wanted to uh that gives us seventy two hundred dollars for a receiver but the problem is that's like a weird dead range like you can afford godwin but do you want to play godwin no i don't want to play him i think we have to go back to 
Who do we take? It'd almost be like we have to go back to, do you want Acres or Scott? I prefer Acres. Yeah, so let's take out, because Scott is where we landed. I know he makes sense. Okay, but- so that gives us 5700 bucks for both, for a wide receiver and a flex now. So who's a wide receiver in this range? You know what we could do? We could take Kamara out and go Zach Moss, and then we can go Alave as a receiver. At 62, like it's a $6,600 for a flex. But it lands you on, like, Ken Walker is right there. Lands you back on Kamara, doesn't it? It lands you back on Kamara. We just used Chris Olave. Uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. So, I mean, not to say that you can't do that. Or you could, because we have Cam Akers. Is there a defense just below the Vikings that we don't hate? I was, you said Jets, right? Yeah, Jets are fine. So put in Jets, and then you can have DK Metcalf as your flex. I was going to go back to and the then you thought. have Rams, Akers. You have DK Acres, then you have the as a secondary stack, then you have the rest of this. It, it kind of sucks because we got to play this if then game with Philly, but I don't know how you don't include an eagle in okay. your lineups this well, week. Not in, not you. I'm saying and it just talking out loud. Like if they do their job here to win this game, there's eagles getting there if not at least one. So like I feel like when you go, so can we get to Devonta Smith then? I was going. I was going more on uh, back to Boston Scott is where I was thinking. So no Zach Moss go to but. Yeah, go. No and Zach then Moss. what happens when you go Olave instead of... You have $7,900. You can get to Steph Diggs if you want. Yeah, 70... If you use Jets D, yeah. your flex could be Stefan Diggs. I mean, you'd work it around because he's not a late game. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd have to fix it around, but I'm, I'm looking at it with you. You get the Jets D, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one doesn't project as well. So I think what we had, the, the version we had with Kamara, and we can move on to the next one. That, that's for sure the lineup. It had every angle covered, a bunch of them, like from from all the angles that we were trying to. And it had the best play of the week, Sam Darnold. So yeah, we'll see the Darnold. You gotta watch. This, I hope, the man. I didn't like him coming in that lineup there and just talking through it with you makes me like him a little bit more. But hey, remember, we, yeah, we did this with Brady last week. You Brady wasn't on your radar. We started building Brady lineups, and all of a sudden we got there. Yeah, I just remember the week no, before. Something smells when, like it's on fire. That's not good. Did you hear the thing before? I know we're off now, but I was trying to. That's what I was saying. I'm okay. going to turn off that light, that part of the light. I believe it is this one. Yeah, I mean the light burned out. That's why. That's why we smell it. Yeah. Let's see here. Only reason, because did you hear like the swirling sound above us? It sounded like a. Yeah, that was the light. That was the light. Okay, I wasn't sure for sure. So I was like, okay. Yeah, because the light was flickering. Yeah, you can. I can see a little bit of smoke as well. From the light, the, the phosphorus has a... Uh, it should be all right, right? Burnt out. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to catch on fire. All right. If it does, that'll make for a good show, but not well, a I, good I, studio I, situation. Ah! Yeah, imagine. Uh, where were we? So... No, it's all right. We just keep going. People, it's week 18. People won't notice. Yeah. If they've made it this far, we're inhaling these phosphorus fumes. The show's going to get good now. Yeah, exactly. How do you get another <laughs> coffee? This is great. What was the uh, last part we ended on? Was it about Brady? No. Stacks it, last week? Oh, yeah. We're going to these stacks. Yeah. Well, what stack do we want to go to now? Like, there's only so many stacks that I like this week. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? That's what I was going to say. So like, if we you, could build out Gino, but I personally don't like that game. Gino has been costing me money. Okay, but you Shitty love Gino. Acres. I do love Acres. So why don't we just build it? Because we're going to we put Acres in it for sure. You're basically telling the story that Acres does his job on the ground. If he gets 20 to 30 points, it's on the ground with touchdowns involved, everything. Then Gino does have to battle back. Sort of. I, I just feel like this is a. He has one, to win the game. I, I think the Rams are going to win. That's a good bet that you can put in. I'm I, saying, I but I have put that in. But I, this this screams 17, 14, 2017, and yeah. the Rams do all their scoring through Acres. I don't know where it comes from. Definitely could happen. I mean, they're all again. That's the other thing about this week: the totals, right? They're all super low totals across the board. 
What's the um, other spot I was going to ask you, but the Dallas spot. I don't know what their motivation is going to be. Like, are they going to play their guys all game? Seven point favorites on the road. Well, they did the other week that they, everyone said, oh, they're going to sit them by halftime on that showdown slate. And then they all ended up playing. They played the entire game. So, I mean, on a showdown slate to commit to something like that is one thing because there's only so many options. We have a plethora of options now. True. I mean, but we're having trouble finding them. It's like you said. So I don't don't know what else. We know what we can late swap to. We already talked about that. Ritter. Yes or no? I tried it last week. Did how'd that go? Not well. Uh, my my argument was good though. I think I will say this right quick is that you know when you have London at that price tag and he does say he's averaging ten targets a game since Ritter's in there and he's that cheap. And last week you already had people that liked Algier, Dorch, London. They were all popping. To me, it made sense. I know Atlanta doesn't throw the ball enough, is what people continue to say. But that's where people get so confused. Etn didn't touch the ball enough. Last week, what do you have? Nine carries. He still had that that he number. He still got there. He got there. It's, <laughs> it just depends on what they do with those. What enough is. So my point is, is, if a guy like London gets you thirty points, it's from two touchdowns. That means Ritter has had two to... touchdowns. You crushed. Now it didn't work out that way because again we keep waiting for London to get in the box, almost like how we waited with Kyle Pitts <laughs> earlier in the season for Atlanta. But I feel like if you just hadn't played any Falcons all year, you'd probably be doing pretty well. Yeah. What was it? The one week with Cordell Patterson, and that's when no one's on it. Yeah, no one's on him. So, you know, of course, that's how the, that works out, but it makes perfect sense. It's just they play in the dome. Has, so everyone gets, you know, starstruck by the Has dome. Osborne passed Thielen as the secondary receiving option, or is this just a thing that's going to be a week-to-week coin flip? It feels like a week-to-week coin flip, but also, it, in my opinion, we can do this one. To me, it's Hawkinson. Okay, so Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson. Yeah. Is there any bear you want to play with Nathan Peterman? Wait, let me get Gino out of this thing because you don't like him. So, Cousins Jefferson Hawk. No, I mean that's another one. I'm not running this back. Like, okay, so let's not run it back. Who do you who are you gonna play with Nathan Peterman? I don't know. Commit. Pre- I guess they just signed the they signed Equinemius St. Brown to a big one year one point five million dollar deal. That's good for him. He has, is he even playing because he got his bell rung. He was still out with a concussion. His brother time. his brother might get that per game, by the way. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes there. But yeah, either way, good for him. This is what I'm saying. Like you've got Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, Montgomery. And you nah, just hope that they jam the ball to him forty times. Let's just say fuck it. We'll go I go without. We'll go Wilson and Akers. What do we got here? Forty one hundred. This has to be a Boston Scott lineup, I think. Yeah. Well let's who's the who's the other guy you said? Wilson? Garrett Wilson and Cam Akers. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about running backs at first. No, so let Garrett, me go Ga- Scott Wilson. And Pete. then let's go Jets D since we went off Minnesota. And we do have Garrett Wilson going in this lineup, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we, you know what we could play that I, I don't know if anyone is going to play that is Rams D at 24. I don't like Seattle. <laughs> so. Yeah, it does. It does make sense from that perspective. And we have Cam Akers. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm in and they're 2,400. Yeah. So now we have $5,000 left for a receiver and a flex. So let's do your we got to try and stand brand here. I think I found it. Let me see. We can go Moss. No, I think and I'm, who's 49? Wasn't it Jacoby Myers or Curtis Samuel? Oh, I'm 200 bucks short. I, wa- I was trying to go Shahid with DJ Moore, get the secondary stack. Of how, the much other- is, how much is Shahid? 4,200. 42? Yeah. So, Shahid. Oh, don't you? Do you like New? Oh, you don't like New England defense this week against Buffalo? No, definitely I don't. Not. Definitely not. I was going to say that, that would be. You know what? They popped for some reason for me. 
I mean, they, they've been the best fantasy defense all year. 12, 14, 11, 20 in the last four. Before yeah. that, 17, 26, 9. Oh, no, they've been great all season long. I think they're the best fantasy defense. You know what their bad week was, Pat? Against the Bills? Yes. Of course, because <laughs> they don't play anyone. Oh, Just God. go like to go through it, it's kind of funny to look at the Patriots in this way. Where are they at? How much are the Patriots? 2,200. 2,200? Yeah. Okay, so the Patriots and their fantasy scoring, they scored 12 fantasy points against Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. Uh, they did score 14 against Burrow, so that's good news. In a game where they were losing 22 mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> at one point. Against Vegas, they did 11 against Derek Carr. Who the hell was Arizona's quarterback when they played him? Was that a Colt McCoy? I think so, yeah. Uh, They've had so many quarterbacks this season. Buffalo and Cousins, they got ruined by. Uh, Zach Wilson, they scored 17 points. I think that was a, either a Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan game. They scored 26. Zach Wilson, they scored 9. So... I can't find it, man. You know, the only other one that fits with this one is uh, I went to your boy Zach Moss, and it landed on the aforementioned Drake London. Didn't project very well. I mean, it's it's not a terrible flop leg play. Yeah, everyone, he's, everyone played him last week, and he sucked. And yeah. now they're getting the, the Bucks backups, presumably. That's what you would assume. If, he, if he's to have a big game. I mean, I did say Curtis Samuel was $4,900 as well. But I don't know how that works with Sam Howell at quarterback was Samuel and then instead of Moss I'll put Akers back up and see what is what does 6100 get us Oh you oh you took Akers out No I have this built with zero remaining here Cousins Akers Boston Scott No I left Akers in Oh yeah I, I was just saying now if I put Akers back up to the running back slot and leave 6100 in the flex you have DJ Moore He's 6100 It's Najee Harris Ooh I mean he projects great Yeah yeah, that, that one projects it. So that gets back. The only reason I bring that up is because Samuel was in the optimal earlier at 4,000 that we started with. Mm-hmm. We had Fryermuth in that optimal. You're not playing him anymore, so it's no problem to move to Najee. And you've got Hawkinson, Jefferson, Cousins still. Scott fits in. Hopefully we get our situation so that's not all wasted here. But you can move things around. But then I like your acres with Rams because the other team with motivation is Seattle, and we're saying, screw Seattle. They, yeah, we're just playing against They Seattle. suck. I'm just pl- playing against them. And, and that's what I was trying to say last week. Funny enough, that's how that – if you built, like, a lineup that – I always do this after a slate ends. Like, what could I have built if I had just been smart and went Brady, Evans, Godwin, yeah, I more? Mean, it's one thing to say, hey, I mean, we talked about it on the show. We could have got – I got to the Brady one. It just didn't have Evans in it. Right. So, I, so I had a big swing and a miss there, but I was right around it. I wasn't getting to Stidham. That wasn't happening. No, of course not. <laughs> when I landed, though, it's funny. When I landed on the last pieces, Pat, it was CMC, who did end up needing to play for something, and that made sense. And then it landed me on 2300, which was Green Bay defense. And I know it wasn't for everyone, and there was some narrative stuff behind it about, the, like, jokes around what we do with the content. Like, oh, it's Cousins. He's not in primetime, but he's also not, you know, he's in a short slate, so maybe he sucks. But the main point, Pat, was when you're playing CMC there for nine grand or whatever it was last week, and you had uh, Jefferson at 95. You can almost just play Green Bay and say, well, I'm not playing Jefferson anyway. I'm using CMC instead. So why not just use the defense going against him? And that's kind of what we were saying here with the Rams D. You're saying, look, I'm not getting on Kenneth Walker or Seattle guys in the passing game. So I'm just going to play the defense against them that actually happened to go with Cam Akers in the same game. I really like that setup, even if it's not your favorite lineup. All right. I'm going to build out one more for you here. Are we building the Flacco? Oh, yeah. How much is he? Uh, 48. So Flacco, Wilson, Conklin. Flacco. Is there a Dolphin? Do you want Waddle or Hill? Because we can afford them. I don't want either. Okay. 
I, I think Jeff it, Wilson. Don't these guys just get there based on the fact that they just are all too cheap and you're just using this to jam everybody in? Okay, maybe. I, I would look at it like that because you're going with you're going with Wilson then Conklin, right? Yes. Okay, and Conklin's thirty six. Wilson's still way underpriced. Just hope that they throw it all day. Gosh, we could your your Miami running back play here, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, he he could go in it, I guess. I mean, do we? I mean, if, do you need to if they're going to be throwing the whole game, the Dolphins have to score somewhere. Let's do it a different way then. Who who are the like? Do you want to get McCaffrey in this one? Do you want like who do you want? Because you're got, you have all the savings. You're playing the cheapest one of the cheapest quarterbacks, if not the I think. And then you've got cheap receivers with him. I personally don't think that McCaffrey's going to play. Okay. So let's leave him out. Okay. And who are the other guys? So Akers, for sure. Yes. I, I guess you're doing this to play Scott again because we want something. Or do you want A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith? You that, like, that, that's the thing. I, I think I would prefer A.J. Brown here because I think Smith's going to be more popular. And that's with Hertz back. Just chuck it up. Yep, I like it. So we'll go A.J. Brown. That's our, that's our piece of him in the Eagles game. We can go with our Minnesota D because we're not playing the Jets D likely with this setup. Correct. We so, can still play Rams D with Akers if we wanted to. We'll remember that if we need the. We'll see what the 500 bucks gives we, us after. If yeah. we need the money. So we have a running back, wide receiver, and flex spot to fill for in $6,200 each. We could do DJ Moore, Shahid, and if it gets us up to someone as a flex or as a running back. Yeah, I do like sticking with more for two reasons, and I'll talk about it. One is we already liked the Darnold stack, which you're not getting to here. You're going, but you're saving money on quarterback going down from Darnold by 500 bucks. So I get that. But is there a six thousand dollar player that you like? Oh, I already know how this is going to go. Actually, a six thousand dollar player that I like is he? Does he have to be a running back? He could be a flex. Do you have Kamara in the lineup? Yeah. DJ oh, yeah, Moore and Kamara. Yeah, let's do it this. Leaves for a us second. with six thousand, or we could go down to Ramsey and get ourselves up to sixty five hundred. Then you could have Ken Walker if you wanted to. No, I want to do what you said. Who's the uh, six thousand dollar guy you want to use? I don't know. That's the thing. Oh. It's, it's like it's Monster, probably a fifty nine hundred. Amare, Kittle, and Debo. I mean, Kittle will be fine if Debo didn't play. I suppose McLaurin's right there at fifty nine. I have Gosh. no idea what that offense looks like. And this lineup, Hawkinson, do double tight end. Let's try something else here. I want to see one more thing. Algier is right there. At 56. How much is Shahid again, we said? Uh, or how much is Olave? Olave is 62. 61, yeah. Or, or no, 62, right? Sorry. So uh, you could you could do... Uh, actually, this might work. Take out Kamara and go to Olave as the flex. And I think you can play Ken Walker. Yeah, it's Ken Walker. And then you Walker. could have Ken, Ken Walker, Cam Akers. And I, know, it, I know you don't love No, but that. in a 17-14 game, I like that. Like yeah. what you said. So that, that fills everything up. But again, Ken Walker, again, might not play. Him and DJ Dallas both are Okay, practicing. okay, so now let's pull Ken Walker, pull Olave, pull Minnesota D. Okay. And go to your Rams D call. Go right. back to Camara. And what's that land us on? 6,500. It's the same spot. But no, but uh, it's Lockett. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll do this instead. I'll go Lockett. And I'll take out the Rams D and go back to the optimal you had originally, which was Denver, if there's nothing to play for in that game. Are we sure we like Lockett? Broken, I don't, broken I don't finger, him. guys gimping around the field. Yeah, I don't care. All right. I, I'm just using it as a secondary stack off your Ken Walker. If you don't like it, it definitely would make sense from that perspective. He's a tough. No, listen, if Ken Walker plays, I, I'm, I'm in on Ken Walker. That, that lineup was the best, just to note, of the ones that we built this one as. A Flacco stack. Yeah, no, not of the, our overall lineups. I'm saying of the... 
Flacco versions. Yeah. Those is- two running backs going head to head, like people call them enemy backs against each other is a bad play. But it ha- if that's what their game plans are, and you talked about multiple times about seeing this game where the Rams even win in like a low scoring game. Well, if there's only four touchdowns in the game, there's they're the highest guys. Not, I don't want to say it that way because we like, well, the other guys could score too. I mean, my point is, what do these two teams like to do? They like to run the ball. Look at the attempts that these guys are getting. So if Ken Walker is in and Akers is the guy who you expect this week, there there definitely is a chance that is two running backs I would play together against each other. I think we've done it. Yeah, I think we're done. Like it's week 18. I don't know what else. You want us to build here without going too crazy. But again, we'll have to wait on the news, see some more stuff that comes out from it. I'll, I'll give you the, the winning lineup here, Pat, if you want it, just before we're out of here. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. The winning lineup is... It's the, the... Okay. It's the Darnold lineup. The Darnold lineup is the best lineup we built. It's the original... Sorry, it's the optimal because it's got Miles Sanders projected. But let me give you the best lineup after that because we're not going to count that if, if Sanders is out. It is the secondary version of it of the Allen to Diggs that we went to. So giving you the real lineup, it's actually the, the Flacco one <laughs> with, with AJ Brown. So it's, I'll give you the lineup. Flacco, Akers, Ken Walker, Garrett Wilson, DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Conklin, AJ Brown, Minnesota defense. That's the lineup. I'm going to mark it in my notes. Winner. Winner. W- winning lineup. Don't, please don't use because it is a lock to win. No, I put Millie winner. So Millie winner. At least if we're splitting it up, it's a lot of money. You're, you're Joe out. Flacco winning lineup? Imagine. <laughs> Former Baltimore Raven, Joe Flacco. So you said it was this that didn't have Camara in it, right? No, it ended up being the DJ Moore Olave version. DJ Moore Olave. So it was the three Jets With that you Ke- said. Yeah, instead of Camara, it was... Ken Walker versus Akers. Yeah, so instead of... Camara Lockett, it's Olave Ken Walker. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. All right. So I got to go that now on that one with Lockett and put potential Millie <laughs> Maker winner because it's the backup. Yeah, well, it's very close, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just it's two players same different. Stop. Same spots. I, I think with the, with the point of that, Pat, is we got a lot of motivation built into it. Like Minnesota versus Peterman is not necessarily motivation. That's just, it's just a great a good spot. spot. It's like Phil- that's, Philadelphia. That's guy. how I feel about Acres, too. I feel like it's a great spot. Yeah. Include A.J. Brown because we want an eagle in there. He's the guy that can get two touchdowns, but you don't need Hurts if all this other stuff gets there just because he gets there. You've got the secondary stack of the game you like most of the Darnold side that you're you're laughing about, but it's true. Like if Darnold gets there, Moore is likely the guy that comes with him. And you've got Olave on the other side who's a the guy they could play out. Garrett Wilson, one of the better plays. The two backs in the game we've talked tons about. And then Flacco just fits the stack. So You could also rework it, too, if you really wanted to bring back in the jet stack that you had. You could get rid of Kamara or Walker, I suppose. Go down to Boston Scott if Miles Sanders is out. Take out A.J. Brown go up to Tyreek Hill. And you probably still have more money left over to get back up to someone anyway. Yeah, there's potential for that as well. Exactly. Saturday, just very quickly, here's the optimal. Right now, Lawrence, Pacheco, and ETN, Juju, Renfro, Zay Jones, Kelsey, Kirk, Kansas City D. If you had to build around one guy on the Saturday slate with the two games, I think I'd build around Mahomes. It's probably chalk. I I was going to say Lawrence is probably chalk, but I was going to say that I, it's is it Willie Z 2.0 for me? Remember, I, I didn't play Willie Z. I didn't love Willie Z all season. Until you did. Until I, called his spot. This is the spot. I mean, it's a two-gamer. Hey, you want, you want the spot? Patrick Mahomes needs, I think it's 443 passing yards to break the all-time passing record. Yeah. It's in some, like, hot take. It's obviously it's Patrick Mahomes on a two-game slate. Hardman's back, too. So, finally. Yeah. I mean, Hardman, I, I actually switched back on to Jarek based on what you said last week. Mm-hmm. That if Hardman's active, you know, does he is that what Jarek's doing? Then Hardman got ruled out. I was like, back on Jarek. It worked. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I would definitely keep that in mind. That's the spot, though, here. You can onslaught it. You can do whatever you want. I expect it to be a, a big spot for them. Here are the quarterback projections, because I don't want to dig into this slate at all, really. Yeah. I, I'll probably just play one lineup and kind of let it fly. <laughs> Mahomes, 40% optimal rate, 43% owned. Lawrence, 34% optimal rate, 33% owned. Stitham, 20% optimal rate, 21% owned. Josh Dobbs, 6% optimal rate, 5% owned. Do you just build a Josh Dobbs team and fucking let it ride? Give it a shot. He's going to run. Yeah. I, I mean, you could put him with... Henry. I, you could put him with Henry. You could put him with whoever, though. But, like, Woods actually still got the targets and a touchdown. And, Bur- and Burks might not play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely leaning the other three, but I hear where you're coming from. Zay Depends Jones. what it can fit you, too. Zay Jones, best points per dollar play on the slate. No surprise. That matchup looks incredible. That's why I said Lawrence is probably the chalk, but obviously people are getting to Mahomes because of that spot as well. But that 75-ish percent of the ownership is going to those two quarterbacks for good reason. All right. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. The final big one of the year. We'll break down the, uh, I mean, obviously they won't be hour and 15-minute shows for the playoffs, but we'll do the playoffs too. Yeah, I think we said we'll do right up to the division. We'll do wild card and division and the conference yeah. championships is just whatever. Just let it ride after yeah. that. I'll, I'll have Justin on who runs Run the Sims to do the showdown stuff. Yep. Uh, for the Super Bowl, because that will be a lot of fun. That's where Run the Sims really pays its value. Mm-hmm. With those millions up top during the Super Bowl oh, yeah. showdown. Woo! Let's go. RunPureSports.com. No promo code right now. It's too hot. Yeah, it's just it's best. It's already the lowest price since all sports for one price. So if you want to check it out, get all the good stuff. Golf is back. Talked about that. One show note, because we're on the Mayo Media Network and to have it, is that the showdown shows miscalculation there. They will start at the American Express two weeks from now. The Hawaii Swing, I mean, it ended last night around 10 p.m. Eastern, give or take, was I think the, the last round ended. So we're not hopping on YouTube at uh, where I'm at, 11 p.m. E- you know, Atlantic time, where I'm hopping on late to do a show for what the the small value that it has. So we'll, we'll get back to them. And then once we start them at the American Express, they'll be free. They'll be right here on the Mayor Media Network Thursday and Friday nights, round two and round three showdown for PGA. And they'll run the entirety of the season. Final Sunday night live of the season this week, too. I got your partner in crime, Kenny Kim, on with me and Gust. Oh, nice. He, he's going to be happy to be back with Cust. He loves that guy. We call him the Korean Cust, Kenny. It's There's a lot of mushing going on. There's a lot of weird, odd statements. I'm not sure if you listen to the pod every week, but if you do this one this past week, so wild stories of why Kenny could not be on the show the week before. So, yeah, Kenny's wild. Uh, Paul did send me some motivation here. Kenny Galladay only needs 76 catches this weekend for uh, three quarters of a million bucks. <laughs> they said, uh, what would it take to get him that? You know, just every single play, just check it down. Check it down, fall. Check it down, fall. Kenny Galladay all day. That'd be nice. That'd be Ma- very nice. Yeah, ma- imagine he actually gets something this week. He won't. No, he this won't. fucking sucks. All right. Uh, Listeners League, play it. It's down in the description right now. Uh, fill that up as quickly as possible. Runthesims.com slash mayo. We'll get you 10% off, and that'll do it for us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it this year. If you want more of Tambo and myself, we do every Wednesday the same show, but for golf on Mayo Media Network. Fun way to get into golf, fun way to get into DraftKings. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Smash the like while you're here and sub to the channel, and I will see you next time. Mayo experience! Experience!